All right, so we in here. Hey, folks, what's up? Welcome to this episode of the Pivot Play Podcast. I am Jerry Thompson, and, and I am here with my guest, Nick Taylor. Nick, say hello. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Jerry. Yeah, man. So, um, so folks who listen to the podcast know, like, I get all this information on folks, and I don't really read bios. But here, so here's what I here's what I do know. I'll speak to what I know about you. Okay. So I know that you graduated from Florida A and M. Absolutely. Right with a degree in business administration, Absolutely. I know that you have a, a long history and uh, experience, and from a sales perspective, yes. Uh, and based on what I read, you've done that quite successfully. Well, thank you. I appreciate um, that. And then you were one of the founding members of NSN, which is the National Sales Network. Yes, the St. Louis, Louis chapter. chapter. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, but then, most importantly, you are the founder of Executive Cuisine to You. Absolutely. That's my baby. That's where we're going to go. We're going to get there. Sure. Um, so, but anyway, but, but before we jump into that also, let's talk about how we, how we know each other. All okay. right. And I'll, I'll give it to you from my perspective. Um, I, I, I do like to enjoy the occasional cigar. Uh, and I found oh, places like that to be just a great place to, to meet people. And primarily because if you want to really smoke a cigar, it takes a minute. It does. So it's really more of a social thing. So you're going to be around people, hopefully really good people. You're having great conversation. And then even if you're not with those individuals, you can kind of look around the room. It's like, who's the cool people? Who's, exactly. who's the good people? So even when you're not with them, you're with them. Right. We're all right. in the same place. Right. And we have people in common. So I've seen you. We've shaken hands. You've always had just great energy. I'm like, thank you. That's a good dude right there. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt the same way about you. And let me also get this right, too, because I believe you uh, professionally teach golf lessons, too. Is that right? So that is one of my that's been one of my COVID ventures okay. is I um, so I've always been an avid golfer. Um, okay. So I've, I've, I've played uh, competitively as, as an amateur, uh, had some success there. But then one of my awesome. COVID ventures was the runoff to Vegas. And so, yeah, so now I'm a certified teaching professional for golf. Whenever I think of you, for some reason, that just pops into my mind. Like, yeah, the golf yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. the golf yeah. guy, you know? <laughs> so, and, and I know that you have so many things that you've done as well, too, you know, from music um, music producer to an IT guy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and now, now the golf guy, plus with the podcast. So, I mean, you know, hey. There you go. Hey, it's well-rounded. Yo, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of branches to it, but I think that you have some of those similarities uh, and so here, here's what I think is going to happen in this conversation, Nick, is it's, okay. it's going to be like a mirror. That's some kind of thing. We got a favor. I wonder if we, we might be related. I went to do some checking here. Like got the same kind of rounded to the nose. And Absolutely. I see those cheeks like you could be my younger brother. I don't, I, I don't know. Hey, there it is. <laughs> hey, and what a, hey, what a great big bro to have, right? Hey, but so here's the there thing, though. Is. So if, if your profile is correct, here's the reason why I know this is going to be an awesome conversation. Okay. Nick, when is your birthday? May 4th, 1981. May 4th, dog. Bro. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Absolutely, man. May 4th. Oh, man. Hey, listen. May 4th will never be the same, brother. Never. And, and so here's what, here's, what, here's what people don't know about May babies. Sure. Um, and in particular, people that are born on the 4th. So it's funny. Like, we were having our, our earlier conversation. Yep. So and this is what I said to you. I said, I'm going to tell you this. And so I'm not going to tell you till we're doing the episode. Um, and I was listening to you talk. I'm like, man, this is like, can you listen to a mirror? Because I feel like I'm listening to a mirror. <laughs> hearing, <laughs> hearing. 
That's all right, though, man. That's cool. <laughs> so I can run down the list of things. I'm like, are you strong-willed? You know I am. Do people ever call you stubborn? All the time. Right. Now, this is the one I really got to get. And it, sure. folks, y'all have to catch up with us. So I, I have, um, I'm not going to call it OCD, but I do have this thing that once I'm on something, I'm on it. Absolutely. Until completion. Okay. So let me, I'll give you, I'll give you probably a proper way to say it. People look at Nick and say, Nick is driven. Yes. Right. That's, right. you know, what they don't nice, know is, that's a nice professional way to say it. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you're in your brain, you're just, you're, you're, you're chemically obsessed to just exactly. get stuff done. Yes. Right. Right. That's what May 4th is all about. Yep. People don't know. Yep. And they can't change their birth dates now. No. They want to be us. They can't be us, Nick. No, they and, want to. And that's fine because I'll be <laughs> honest with you, we're full. You're right. <laughs> yeah, the is full. We can't take anymore. We're done. Right. Well, we handle business anyway. So that's it's all it. it's all good. So anyway, so let's talk about so let's talk about um executive cuisine to you. Tell okay. the folks what it's all about. So Executive Cuisine to You is a meal preparation and delivery service, and it's truly full service, full scale. What I mean by that is we all are trying to make sure that we're eating correctly. We want to make sure that we're eating clean. However, when you think about prepping meals and you know being healthy, it takes a lot of time out of your day. We all, as busy individuals nowadays with the world that mm -hmm. we live in, don't necessarily have the time to do that. And then even when you think of eating clean and healthy, you know, a lot of times people are thinking of eating the same thing over and over again. And that's not the case. So I know that one of the things that I've had to do in order to make sure that I keep my body looking the way I want it to is continue to prepare these meals. But, you know, just like so many people around the world, you get tired of eating the same thing. I love to cook. I have a strong passion of cooking. And so with that being said, I started about maybe five or six years ago, just this whole meal prep thing for myself and, you know, switching out different ideas, figuring out how I can actually uh, truly be effective in the kitchen and make several meals so I won't get tired of it. Well, the hustle then grew, the passion, I should say, the passion then grew to a hustle when a couple of guys at the gym knew about me meal prepping and asked me to start prepping for them. So I figured, okay, this is a way for me to get free groceries. And one thing led to another <laughs> word of mouth. Next thing I know, you know, I have a long list of individuals who are asking me to prep. And at that time, you know, it was funny. They were like, so what's the name of your business? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> Meals by Nick or something like that. So, you know, I just came up with something. <laughs> and then I was talking to one of my really good friends um, and mentor, Eris, uh, Chef Eris. And he was telling me to, you know, he was just throwing different ideas at me. And we actually came up with the, uh, the term executive cuisine to you. And so I also then realized with all of this, you know, income now coming in, maybe I should really like turn this into a business. Uh, however, you know, at the time, and this was about two years ago. So I, mm -hmm. I decided, okay, executive cuisine to you, here it is. We're going to make it a business. Uh, but at that time, you know, I was still at the corporate job and, you know, scared to necessarily really take that jump. So, you know, just keeping the word of mouth, keeping it hush, and then also figuring out what my process should be. You know, mm -hmm. truly, truly baby stepping this and uh, making sure that I did it right. But, you know, time went on. I, I've had the fortune of having people strongly support me. I've, I've been able to actually bring employees on and, you know, get driving services as well now, too. And here we are. So wow. we deliver. Uh, we deliver twice a week on Sunday as well as Wednesday. 
And we also switch our menu up twice a week. So that way we're not only delivering you fresh meals that, you know, you can eat within three to four days, but also giving you a variety of new meals that you can always eat. So you're never getting tired. So once again, you can eat clean and you're going to have a variety and it's going to be delivered at your doorstep or even at your business. Right. So that's exactly the cuisine to you. So on the, on the, uh, from the business perspective, um, so you mentioned like when you, when you started this one, you didn't intend to start this, right? No. But I think that um, some of the best opportunities come from our passions, just things that we naturally love to do. And then other people take interest in it. And next thing you know, you have an opportunity in your hand and then you get to make a decision about what to do with it. You're absolutely Uh, right. You you mentioned uh, some intrepidation or fear about, you know, jumping out of the boat and doing it full time. And then you got pushed out of the boat. So exactly. talk, talk about that process. So I was with a pharmaceutical company and I had been with them for almost 14 years. Then November 12th, 2020 happened uh, and I got laid off. So scary moment. But, you know, the thing about 2020, there were so many things that truly happened to me that were taken away from me in 2020 that I thought I couldn't necessarily live without. And uh, from a spiritual aspect, I believe that, you know, God pushed things out of my way in order for me to focus on the bigger vision. And so even when I did get laid off, you know, I, I took time, I fasted and I, you know, prayed and asked, OK, so what should my next step be? Because once again, you know, when you're getting the corporate America dollars, you know, it's easy you know, it's comfortable. You know, you have a certain lifestyle. So I really just wanted to go get another job and, you know, keep executive cuisine on the side. But as I fasted and prayed, you know, it was more revealed to me that, hey, this is your time. I want you to go ahead, shoot your shot and, you know, you you will be just fine. And so I trusted what I heard. And here we are. And it's it's really it's really doing well for me. I'm still scared. So let's go, you know. Oh. And, and so here's the thing. It. So there's, um, you know, there's a book, uh, it's called, um, what is it? Um, like something like face the fear, but do it anyway. Or, you know, uh, another called eat that frog first. It's all about embracing the things that are uncomfortable. Like that's sure. not a reason to not do something because you're exactly. afraid. Right. Like, you know, you mentioned golf. I've played in a lot of big tournaments mm-hmm. and there's never a time when I'm on the first tee and I'm not nervous. Gotcha. You know, I've gone through entire competitive rounds and those butterflies are still in your stomach, but you find yep. a way to push through and perform anyway. Absolutely. So, uh, but one of the other things that I, that I talk about quite often, I think is really important and maybe because you may fourth, you know, but there's, there's just this creative streak sure. and people talk about, you know, with cooking and food, the passion of it, the love of it. Cause I do believe that cooking is an act of love. It is. Right. Definitely. All right. Without yeah, a we, doubt. we can come back to that. But let's talk about sure. where creativity comes into it. Sure. Right. Uh, great question. So first and foremost, I'm one of the first generation born here in St. Louis, Missouri. My family's from the South. Uh, Alzheimer, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, to be exact. We're all spread out now down the Texas area, California and all that. But, you know, just being around my family going down south, you know, we had some down South eating growing up. So that's what I knew. I've always knew that love came from the kitchen. You know, you always thought you were rich growing up as a kid because you always had great meals, you know, almost feels like, you know, they were prepared for a king. 
And, you know, don't get it wrong, as a youngster, I didn't really know exactly what I was embracing at that time, but, you know, we were fed well, and we learned that, okay, this is what Sunday dinner is supposed to look like. So then I graduate from high school, go away to Florida A&M, um, you know, mom and dad are thousands of miles away, and, oh, wow, maybe I should start learning how to cook for myself, right? Because, you know, you can't eat pizza and, you know, McDonald's every night. Right. And uh, I was very fortunate that some of my roommates, uh, you know, basically adopted me really quick, took me to their parents' house. You know, we're all down south. They're showing me the ways of how they cook. And I'm just starting to really get, you know, a love for this. And, you know, they actually showed me how to make Caribbean cuisine at that time. So, you know, fast forwarding on, um, you know, it's just like over the years, I've been so fortunate to come across so many different amazing chefs. And they, you know, share their different cooking styles with me. And also in the kitchen for me, it's like a a place of peace where nobody can touch me. I feel very safe. Um, it's it's just an amazing time. I can listen to my audiobooks. I can listen to whatever music I want to. It's just a do not disturb for Nick. And so, you know, for me thinking that I can actually go here and make money doing this, it's, it was a no brainer to me. Right. And I love it. So what, so have you had that, um, sort of that, um, ever any anxiousness, like you work on a dish and you go to give it to somebody else for the first time and you're waiting yeah. to see what their impression is. What, All how, the time. Yeah. All the time. But you know, you always feed your kids first, right? You know, because <laughs> hey, the thing about it, I have two sons, two sons, Cannon and Grayson. And they're going to be brutally honest, man. They're going to let me know, hey, you know what, Dad? Yeah, give me some more of this or this ain't it. You know, so there have definitely been some this ain't it trays. And, you know, they they, they will never see the day of light at Executive Cuisine to you. And then there's been some like, hey, Dad, you got something with this one. And that's what we pushed out to the public. Right. So that's what's up. And I think that that what subtly was kind of in this is – Wanting people to understand that there's always going to be something that challenges you. There's Absolutely. always going to be a reason to not do it, but you go sure. ahead and do it anyway. Like I said, yes. as so again, we know I'm also a musician, right. and just, as a matter of fact, the prior um, one of our prior episodes with a truly world class musician, and we were talking about how people have all this music inside them, but they never let it out over fear sure. of criticism. Right. right now, I I love to cook. I'm not I'm not hanging up any signs. Right, we're not. You know, I'm not. <laughs> I, I could come up with a small recipe. It sure. might not be the healthiest stuff like what you're doing, but right. Uh, but I always tell people because I just sometimes like you know I'll make like the big meals. Like so, if it's like Thanksgiving, Christmas, like those are that's that's when Dad's got the kitchen. But there's okay. always I'll take stuff and I always just make a dish, just make it up on the fly. People say, "Well, why you do that?" Absolutely. Well, what? Why not? What's the worst thing you're going to do? Throw it Off in the, the trash. Some of the best things you can ever do. Exactly. But what, what? It's not like if I mess up a meal, they're not going to come take me away in handcuffs. Just no, <laughs> just they won't. Up a dish. Not they that won't. big a deal. So getting right. people it, to, it, to unless you're those babies. have an issue. Yeah, we could have an issue there. There you go. Thank God there she's go. not a cop. There you go. But getting people to take these steps and not to process things as failure, but rather as a learning experience. Sure. Right. Yep. So if your son say, you know, dad, that's not it. I mean, you never make that recipe again. It's like, no. oh, what does it need more this, less of that? Exactly. So yeah. Talk, talk about the feed, how you get feedback and sure. then how you use that to go back and tune what sure. you're doing. Well, just like you said, you never lose, you learn. So with that being said, you know, you ask the questions, you know, even once my kids tell me, hey, dad, this is great. We should launch this out. 
it's still a follow-up process. Uh, I worked at Enterprise for a number of years, and you know, one thing that Enterprise always taught you is you know, the customer service, making sure that you're reaching back out to your, your consumer. So, okay, I have meals made. They're out the door. They're on delivery. You know, they're now in the client's uh, kitchen. You still need to reach out within the next day or two and just periodically check in to say, hey, you know, how are you liking the food? First and foremost, I think it provides uh, amazing customer service. They love that. It's a personal touch. You're actually, because the majority of my clients, I actually haven't even met. So, you know, the only kind of conversation that we actually have is, you know, me picking up the phone and reaching out. And even when I call them, they're like, oh, wow, you know, hey, it's nice to, you know, nice, nice to speak to you. And so reach out, ask, you know, hey, what do you think about it? What do you think about the process? How are the meals treating you? If there, is there anything that you would do differently? How can we make this good meal great? And uh, just, you know, being being okay to allow someone to call your baby ugly. Right. So so that you can, you know, make sure that you perfect your baby. Right. Right. So you have um, and I believe other people have, but I'm bringing this up because I I would like people to do a little bit of self-inspection. Sure. You you have a, a inventory repository of transferable or transformable skills yes right so you just mentioned an example you know from a prior employer um so talk about your background in sales you know or as a business administration major other things that you have done that have helped equip you to be able to launch maintain and grow um, executive cuisine to you okay and i think that's a great question. Uh, with the exception of getting in the kitchen and actually cooking, everything else about this um, has been because of transferable skill sets. So, you know, first and foremost, being able just to get in front of individuals, let's say at the cigar bar that we go to, and letting them know, hey, guys, I have a business, describing what it is uh, and asking, hey, is it okay, you know, if we may have a one-on-one consultation so we can talk about your eating needs and, you know, we can see how we can, you know, help you eat better. Um, being able to also make sure that they're not telling you no until you actually hear the word no out their mouth. So, you know, don't be scared of actually, you know, if somebody gives you a lead, go ahead and call. You know, if you don't hear from them a couple times, keep reaching out until you actually, until a person either says no or they actually, you know, want to purchase something for you. One thing I've also learned just being in the sales field is people naturally like to be told what to do. So the best thing that you can do is instead of giving individuals options at times, tell them, hey, this is what we're going to do. I understand that you have this need for your health. I'm going to walk you through what's going to be best for you and your body type so we can make sure that we get these uh, get these goals. Does that sound right to you? They'll be like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. Okay. So the close, so that's close, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's your ABCs. Always be closing. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, also even on the administrative on the back end, you know, making sure that, you know, there's an inventory, uh, you know, list there. You know, also making sure that you're checking up. I have a, a personal um, a PR PR lady who handles everything for me and, you know, making sure that we're doing everything administratively as well as, you know, the marketing piece that we need to do from day to day as well, too. So there are so many things that you have to do. And I think the biggest thing that I really had to learn, um, and this is very simple, but every day when you wake up or even before you go to sleep, jot down at least three to five things that you have to accomplish that next day. Uh, and then you truly are going to make sure that you're truly making steps into growing your business as well as just making sure that you're keeping your head above water because there's nothing worse 
than being tired and knowing that, oh, man, I didn't get this accomplished today. So, you know, that's how I kind of equate, you know, what's a good day or bad day, minus making sure that the kids are okay, is looking at my to-do list and saying, okay, I got everything checked off that I needed, plus some. Today was a great day. There you go. And and that's what we were talking earlier. That's the reason I say anybody can sleep, but rest is earned. Absolutely. I can lay down, but if there's something that I know I was supposed to get to, and I know there's no good reason why I didn't get to it, that's Mm -hmm. not, that's, that's, and there's been times I've laid down, Nick, and it's like, you know what? I got to get this done. Yep. Just knock it out. And then you just go and you you do it. And, but I think that if you do that, if you apply effort to the goal, the dream, the vision, the mission every day, that's how you get there. Of course. Right. You know, if you, if you don't touch your dream for a week, a month, you then, there's you're no not. reason why it's not out of the gate. Exactly. So, um, and we'll we'll leave this after this. But so, who who has influenced you from a sales perspective? Is there any particular books or, you know, uh, there's a long list. So one person I definitely have to always mention, uh, my big brother Larry Blue. Uh, he's the guy who actually brought me into National Sales Network. He helped get me ready and uh, helped me get my first pharmaceutical job. Uh, I have a, another mentor, Stephen Hill. You know, he's been at Microsoft for a while. He actually just left a few years ago and had opens up a opened up a, a Fast Signs franchise as well too. And, yeah. and uh, the list definitely goes on. I have you know several mentors and individuals who I truly look up to. But you know, those are my you know the go-to guys of you know if I really have a question, let me you know talk to these guys and you know run it past them and make sure that I'm doing the right thing. Sweet, that's awesome. So what so what what is the vision? for that thing to you well i'm glad you're speaking about that because i also have another great friend his name is james kelly he's out of memphis somebody i went to florida a&m with when i first started to realize that hey this could really be a business you know we sat down and he said okay so you want to make this a business explain to me how this is scalable because let's let's if you're going to make it a business why why be a mom and pop business why do something that's just locally like if you're going to do it let's let's do it right don't you want to really like leave a legacy and so the 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 goal the you know the the piece that I'm looking at now is you know how to properly scale this uh one thing I've seen with this business is it is it does have a scalable model and so you know I want to truly grow this out and see you know how far I can take it you know with scaling this and making it a nationwide business so Oh yeah, okay. It's got to be a May Fourth thing because I'm because yep. it is exactly right there. And you you mentioned the word earlier. Um, I don't know if it was in our in our pre discussion or, or here okay. in, this, in this interview. And but I'll I'll tell you this brief story. So when I when I came here to St. Louis, I left a mm-hmm. much much smaller company. Like our entire company was I think 325 people, and I was coming. You know, you know, you in St. Louis to this large investment house. Mm-hmm. Um, here in St. Louis to to run essentially their network. So now you're talking about going from this tiny company where the total number of people I had responsibility for mm-hmm. was the size of the company I had just left. Um, okay. And my my budget was equal to the revenues of the company I had just left, right? And okay. so I was speaking to one of my mentors about just kind of my, I was, you know, nervous. Like that's a huge step up. And he just said something so simple to change my whole perspective. He says, you manage scale through process, right? And so I know earlier you mentioned the word process. If you nail your processes, like if you can do it once and get a predictable outcome, you can do it 10 times and get a predicting. You can do it 100 times. You can do it 1,000. You can do it 10,000, right? And as you hit those steps, 
if your processes are correct, you may have to tweak a few things, but it shouldn't have to be, oh, we got to take this whole thing, throw it out and start over. If your foundation and your process is great, then you can definitely scale your business. And I wonder sometimes, I know people who have small businesses that are really successful and it's like, they never think about scale. Yeah. I'm like, well, how long do you want to work? Exactly. Like, you know, the whole idea of not working in the business, work on the business, right? Right. You know, and so that's the thing is, but getting people to have the courage to dream and think big. Exactly. Like I said, if you can, if you can do it in St. Louis, can't you do it in Chicago? Can't you do it in Atlanta? Right. So getting people to understand how you scale out and that's really how you establish wealth. That's how you really, really perfect a brand. True. You know, and then you might decide, I don't want to do this anymore. And sell it. Sell it. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And it starts starts a new venture. (laughs) It's like from your side, Nick, it's got to be like looking at a really old mirror, looking at me on this side. Right? <laughs> let's let's call it a season mirror. Let's call it a, a season mirror. mirror. Let's, let's it's, call really, it it's, it's, it's dusty cobwebs over here. I don't know what you <laughs> I can't see that on the video, but it's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's uh, that's the beauty of it. You know, it's uh, as much as I love cooking. Look, I'm not going to be in this kitchen forever. And one of my buddies, uh, James Kelly, what he told me is, you know, yeah, that's that's cool that you love that. It's cool that's your passion, but you're now an owner. You're not an employee. Stop thinking with an employee mindset and start looking at it from a bigger vision as an owner. So right. what are we going to do? Okay, take your menu, take your uh, take your recipes, write them down. Are they easy duplicated? Perfect, because now you need to hire cooks to go ahead and come in and duplicate. You know this consistently over, so we can now scale. You got the menus out there. Now you need to focus on how we're going to market to the Southeast region. How are you going to market to, you know, the Southern region? What are we going to do over here in the Northeast? And it's just about growing that business and truly, you know, making sure that we have a strong brand that, you know, when I'm said and gone, I did my best and I did exactly what I was supposed to do with it. All right. So given that uh, from a logistics perspective and being able to, you know, to, to really be able to address your customer base um, and provide them with, with quality meals and things like that. What, what is your reach? How far can you go? You know, it's from St. Louis out and in a radius, I guess is what I'm asking. So right now, I mean, we're just servicing, you know, the St. Louis surrounding area, St. Louis County, St. Louis city, as well as also we branched over into certain Illinois counties. Uh, the next thing I'm working on right now is actually the shipping piece. And, you know, the piece of that that I'm working on is there is a very uh, pricey piece of machinery that I am going to uh, purchase actually very soon that allows me to be able to safely ship these meals to uh, certain areas of the uh, areas of the country. And we're going to start testing out shipping very soon. So that'll that'll help. That'll help the scaling process go uh, sooner than later. Right. And so you, I, I noticed something when looking at the um, the website and the menus. Sure. I noticed that you have, you know, calories, protein. Yes. Uh, what is it? Uh, so the, the macros. Yes, your, your big macros are your protein, carbohydrates, as well as carbs. Fat. That's what I couldn't think of. Absolutely. Carbs. Yes. So you know you to be very cautious and careful of what you put in your mouth you know it's it'll be we live in such an easier world if people just look at the nutritional labels when they flipped over and you know before they ate something and say hey you know what maybe i should eat this oh wow we should really put this back how are these people still in business but you know we don't so one thing that we try to do at executive cuisine to you is make sure that you truly understand what it is that you're not only that you're eating but what you know what are you putting in your mouth how are we really fueling your body 
And we have a lot of individuals who are learning to count their macros. For those individuals who don't want to do that, that's perfectly fine, but we know that's there. We also have an in-house nutritionist as well, too, that we can make sure that, you know, they sit down with you. And with the scale of, you know, how things are going right now, they can do it virtually and make sure that they teach right. you how to eat uh, nutritiously and how to count your so, own macros. So how has, the, how has the pandemic helped your business? Well, the pandemic actually is funny. So initially the pandemic beat me up because a lot of my regulars all of a sudden stopped coming or stopped ordering because they're like, I'm going to cook from home. But then once again, everybody's at home. So all of a sudden I had this wave of brand new individuals and the beauty of executive cuisine to you, like I said, we deliver twice a week. So I never had to necessarily shut down during the pandemic. I was, uh, we, you know, we were always up and rolling and, um, we just fought through it, you know, got new clients. And, you know, especially once I started to go, you know, full time with this, it just, the gates, you know, were wide open off of this. So it's, it's going great. Right. So what would you say are the, are the principles that drive you? Uh, that's a good question. And I think it's, you know, at the end of the day, I had to really look at what do I stand on as, as a man? And I kind of look at the, the spiritual aspect of things. So I, I wonder, you know, what is my purpose in life? And as of right now, I truly feel that, you know, God wants me to make sure that I'm taking care of our people. And I'm not just saying, you know, ours and African-American, but, you know, our people as a whole, making sure that, you know, we're eating clean. You've, I've been blessed with this uh, way of understanding how to eat nutritiously and, you know, make sure that, you know, I can, um, you know, provide these healthy meals. So spread the word by, you know, making sure that people are eating well, putting, you know, the, putting these positive things in individuals' bodies. And so, and then also, you know, when you think about principles, it's just like, don't worry about a quick dollar. You know, don't worry about a quick dollar because my big thing is I'd rather have someone, you know, order two or three meals at a time from me versus somebody order, you know, 15, 20, one time and never come back. So always quality over quantity, making sure that I instruct individuals on how to order and the amount that they need to order as well too. Um, I have a lot of people who initially when they come in, they want to order all these different meals and I, I step them down some, you know, I would love the business, but at the same time, I explain to them, listen, this is twice a week. Okay. So I want your money, but I want your money for the long run. So let's do it like this. I right. want you just to, you know, slowly ease yourself into this. This is baby steps because what we're going to create is a lifestyle change for you. This isn't going right. to be some kind of crash fad diet. And let's just, you know, we're going to have you order on Sunday. We're going to have you also order on Wednesday and uh, we'll get that food to you too. So once again, not worrying about a quick dollar, but, you know, focusing on how we can truly help individuals turn their life around and create a, a healthy lifestyle for them. Right. And so here's, here's what I find is, is just awesome, right? Because sure. it really is about about your value proposition. There has to be some exchange. Sure. Um, like I'm not a big fan of when people say, you know, how much money do you make, or how much right. money to make. I'm like, it's all about what they earn. And if you've earned yes. something, that means that you've provided something of value Absolutely. to where, you know, there's 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 a balance. There's a there's a rightful compensation to doing those things. Sure. And so we're like. 30 minutes into this conversation, and this is the first real talk about money, which helps sure. me understand what you're doing is principles and value and yes. purpose driven. Yes. You know, it's about what you're putting out there, the good that it's going to do Absolutely. for people. Like they, they can buy meals from you, but if they're consistent 
and they're healthy eating and exercise and they can come off medication. Exactly. They just have a better, you know, they just have a better quality of life. Yes. They're actually able to experience this wonderful planet that Absolutely. we have. Absolutely. Um, so there's so much, so there's so much good that can be done from a plate. Yes. Right. And I think that that's, um, that's awesome, but that is not, you know, a dollar first venture nope. It's like the money comes, the money will but be the there. value goes out first, right? The exactly. value goes out first. People exactly. get to experience the benefit. And with all that integrity, and then when they recommend, like you, you're in sales, you know this, like right. the, the, you get so much more from a referral than you actually yes. do from direct market. Right. And then, you know, you so think about this being, being with, you know, that I sell healthy meals. My clients are walking referrals. So when you start to see someone lose that weight and then, you know, within three or four months time, this person is very slender, you know, it's like, hey, what are you doing? What are you man? Doing? What's going on? Exactly. Even if they don't want to talk about it, now you have to talk about it. You have to talk about it. People want to know, like, why are you looking this good? What slimmed you up? Executive cuisine to you. Right. And I'm going to see if right. I can remember these from, from, my, uh, from my, my sales training, but I'm saying this again. I know you know this because you have sales background, sure. but for some of our people who have these great ventures, these great ideas, the power of a referral is if you get a referral, like you're, you're now riding on someone else's credibility, that relationship sure. they have. So a referral will buy in higher quantity. They will buy at a greater frequency Absolutely. and they will buy with less resistance. Exactly. Are easier to close. You can get those three totally. advantages by making sure that the people that you serve are well served. They will tell other people. Absolutely. And one thing you also have to remember, too, hey, listen, they're definitely going to tell about bad experiences. They may tell about good experiences. Yeah. So what is it? Again, if they have a bad experience, they're going to tell at least seven people, I think, is, is, is hey, absolutely. And so that's why I focus on the quality to make sure that everyone has a genuine, amazing time with the ordering process, as well as also I'm reaching back out to make sure that we're doing things the proper way because right. everybody truly loves, you know, it's okay. Yeah. We're eating clean. That's cool. But then the personal touch of reaching back out, making sure that you're sticking with what you've agreed to do for yourself, it, it goes above and beyond. And right. uh, I, I'm very, I'm very fortunate for all the individuals who I've had, you know, help change their life. And I'm very fortunate also for those individuals who, you know, are, are coming soon. Right. Right. And you know, they're coming, right? Absolutely. You know, you know. So all, all I have to do is consistently do exactly what I've been doing and it'll right. be fine. So we know that there are, uh, countless millions of people who've been impacted, right? Sure. Like their normal source of income has been interrupted or it's been reduced or it's been taken from them altogether. Sure. Mm -hmm. What are the lessons that you've learned from this? What advice would you give to other people who for any reason have been displaced or seen some interruption to their income? Sure. Uh, well, first and foremost, my heart does go out to you. I personally know how it feels. And for those individuals, you know, the best thing I can always say is never count on one, uh, one stream of revenue. You know, you always are going to need multiple streams of revenue coming in the house, no matter how much, you know, you're making here or, you know, how much they're paying you, whatever kind of business you may have, whatever that's making, what else can you do? Okay, what other stream of revenue can you make? Uh, furthermore, also, for those individuals right now who, you know, are down and out, it's just a season. It's just a season and, you know, you're going to get through this. So my heart goes out to you. If there's anything that, you know, I can do for any of my clients who may be watching, you know, who need anything, let's get it done. Right. You know, so, another part of it is, 
Go ahead, finish. I'm definitely, you know, I'm definitely here for a profit, but at the same time, you know, we're all people. We all need help at a time. So, you know, if there's something that I can potentially do to help out, you know, any of my clients, I'm open. You know, let's talk about it. Right. That's what's up. Yep. So what you, you mentioned when you got laid off, there's that first, you know, that emotional reaction. Absolutely. There's, there's fear. There could be like rejection. There could be anger. Yes. And so it's you were pushed into that, but then you worked your way out of it. There's some yes. people who are spiraling in that though. Sure. Sure. And they haven't figured out how to, and those, and those are really the people because at that point, then you can become hopeless. Right. Yes. And once you become hopeless, is any number of really unfortunate things right. can happen. Um, so I was wondering, like, what what can be said or done, you know? Because I, I let me just challenge you with this: When did you get a picture of the next possibility? Well, right? to be you honest, have to, you have to see something that's good that can come to move. In my opinion, you're right. And for me personally. I actually saw this coming before it even happened for something. Something told me within two to three weeks before I even got the news of being laid off that, Hey, this may be your time. And so what are you going to do? And so I had to challenge myself and start digging internally to even process, you know, how I was going to handle it. I remember, you know, about a week before I actually got laid off thinking to myself and rehearsing how I would have the conversation with my manager you know, when he told me that I was laid off. And then when that time came, we had the conversation. I was never, you know, mad at, at that individual. I was never actually even mad at the company that I was with because um, on the bigger scale, they gave me 14 amazing years where they, you know, take, took great care of us. You know, we had a great, um, uh, they gave us a great package for leaving as well too. So I, I'm, very, uh, I'm, I'm very thankful for those years that they've given me. And then once again, when you have a transferable skill set like sales, you just put yourself out there. You know, you make sure that you're humble and you get back out there. LinkedIn is a great place nowadays to, you know, get your name out as well as, you know, find work. So one thing I can say is to those individuals who have gotten laid off, I'm sorry, but it's time to let it go. And let's go ahead and get hungry and look for, you know, other other things. Also, shameless plug for National Sales Network. That's exactly what National Sales Network is here for. So uh, it's an organization of African-American, but not limited to African-American sales professionals. So for anybody who may be laid off this place or maybe even working right now, but you're not exactly happy at the place that you are, I'd imagine you to reach out to National, uh, uh, excuse me. I would uh, encourage you to reach out to National Sales Network. You can go to nsn.org, nsnstl.org. And then, um, you know, just reach out to, you know, our, our membership and we can, you know, make sure that we can tell you about all the opportunities that we have because there are several different openings at right now from several different, you know, top employers around the country that are looking for work here in St. Louis as well as also are looking for employees around uh, St. Louis as well as also around the country. So there are so many different options. There's I understand that everybody has their issues, but there are so many different ways that we can help these individuals find the desired employment that they want. Yeah. And, and along with that, and I think that's a, that's a great, that's a great plug. And sure. the other thing is encouraging, I'm encouraging people to sharpen your knives. Like I said, you yes. kind of knew something was coming. You kind of yes. started those. It's like, it's one thing. If you know you have to run like a hundred yard dash, you know, you're going to run it. Then you're going to start sure. stretching getting yourself warmed up. Right. If you just have to start running a hundred yard dash, you might pull a muscle, right? Yep. <laughs> so it's getting people to get 
get in front of these circumstances and these situations like you know start stretching it out you know and, and yeah. part of that stretching for me is exercising your network yes. right and there's so many people that for some reason are asleep behind the wheel they don't have a network that they can plug into Absolutely. like you've mentioned several times in this conversation of the people that you could reach to who you yes. reach out to who could give you advice and, and mentoring and, and coaching and support but a network has to be cultivated so what what are your what are your thoughts on the value of your personal network well first and foremost i mean when i look at my personal network it's oh my gosh i can't even put a dollar amount on it i mean they're so amazing and i actually learned a lot of my networking skills another shameless plug through national sales network that's something that they teach all the time is how to network and not to just go up and just start speaking to people, but, you know, what's your value? You know, why are you here? What value do you bring to this conversation? And also to even have, you know, the elevator spiel of, you know, within 30 seconds, tell, you know, who are you? What's your bio? Get that out. Why somebody should be even interested, interested in having a conversation with you. So I truly encourage individuals to make sure that you take a look in the mirror, you understand who you are. You think about what you truly want to do in life. You also think about that, hey, you know what? Everything that we do is just a season. Nothing is going to be forever anyway. And get out there and just start introducing yourself um, when it makes sense, when it truly right. makes sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of that, when I, when I see Benny, I'm going to jump on him for not telling me about Absolutely. NSN. Absolutely. You like, should. Benny, what's up, man? I thought, we were, I thought we were cool. Right. But I mean, but networking, that's how we're here now, right? Yes. <laughs> that's how we're, exactly. You know, and, exactly. Um, a uh, recent guest of mine, Stevie Coleman, was saying that, you know, that uh, someone said to her that networking is just one letter from not working, right? So, man. <laughs> hey, man, that is, that's deep. That's deep, and that's, and that's right. Oh, man, it's, it's just, and I, and I, and I wish that, um, because what, what I often, and I know this has to happen to you as well, um, probably a lot of folks listening, is that there's a slight annoyance sometimes, like, when somebody calls you and they, and they really are asking you an expensive question, but you haven't talked to this person. Like you guys don't have any real ties. And most of all, you know, they're not prepared with any reciprocity. Like they have, they've sure. not really presented any value. Um, and it's one, I know for me, it's a slight annoyance sometimes. It's like, you do realize like, you know, we don't really, we don't really get down like that. Like, right. you know, but it's not like they, if they were purpose driven, they couldn't be cultivating a relationship, just basic understanding exactly. the idea of just being cordial because you never know, you know, like I said, we see each other out, you know, if you sure. saw me across the room as a jerk, I'm like, be on, be on my podcast. You're like, I'm not even returning that call. That dude's, right. I'm like, I'm not calling right. him. <laughs> but you know what? Here's another thing that I look at too, right? You know, so one, first and foremost, when somebody's reaching out to you mm -hmm. and they're asking about maybe potential employment or whatever it may be, it took, you know, it took a certain amount of humility and humbleness for them to even come and ask the question. So first yeah. and foremost, you know, I look at it like that. Um, even though we may not associate on that level, I, I hear them out. I listen to what they're looking for. If I know that what they're looking for not necessarily may be attainable at this time, I try to give them at least a, a nice um, step, a, a nice uh, organizational step of how to possibly get there. And uh, link them with some individuals who can, you know, maybe bring them up to speed so that they can be qualified for exactly what they're looking for. But I, I very rarely, if at all, ever just, you know, brush somebody off. 
Yeah, but so I will I will point you to a process, right? Sure. I may even point you to an opportunity, okay. but I won't point you to my network until I vet you. That's true. Right, because there goes my That's credibility true. with that. Right, Absolutely. I'm not just gonna, I'm not going to get right. you to you know and and I just and I just posted about this because sometimes people are asking you really expensive questions and don't realize yes. what, what, they're, what they're doing. Exactly. And, you know, the thing is, even when they ask for, you know, can you put me in this? Are you even ready for this? Is this really what you want? Because you're going to embarrass yourself if you're not really, if you're really not ready, you know? Yeah, so they're I want to be like, yeah, they're going to look at me and say, you know, Nick, who is this guy? But, you know, furthermore, you know, you're actually blackballing yourself in so many ways because <laughs> a lot of times, you know, you know, you only get one shot. And depending on what that is, man, you might not be able to come back from that. So I think it's always important, uh, like you were saying, to before you even get out here and start, you know, just shamelessly asking this person or that person this high value, you know, a high dollar question, make sure that you're really ready for this. Right. And, uh, and, and I always test them, Nick. Like if you ask yeah. me something like that, I'm going to ask sure. you to do something. It might be something small, like sure. call me on Wednesday between 1015 and 1030. Or yep. send me your resume by blah blah blah. And if you can't mm-hmm. check that simple, that if you can't do that. Right. I'm I'm not taking you to the back room. I'm not doing that. No, <laughs> but I wish you will. But I wish, I wish you will. Hey, <laughs> I hope it works out for you. I know. I know you're gonna land on your feet. That's it. So before we go, I've held you long, dude. I said this has been this has been amazing. I really appreciate it. Again, yes, it sir, is kind of like looking at it. Like it's like a little bit of a mirror. We got a lot of common. I think it's that May Fourth thing is coming is. through. Maybe I got maybe text in. I wear glasses too, so I mean, uh, we really are looking in the mirror. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> but no, I, I wish you much success, and we we need to connect. I need to understand Absolutely. like more personally, Nick, what sure. your what's going on with Executive Cuisine. You know, I might be in your delivery zone. I don't know. You're um, definitely in my delivery zone. Without okay. a shadow of a doubt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? We go, Jerry. We'll make sure we take care of you. And I'm, I'm picky. I'm just telling you now. I'm picky. Not a That's what people. At all. I, I've been referred to as high maintenance. I don't. I don't believe That's it. Fine. I don't think it's true. I just have That's standards. Fine. That's all. It's just standards. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Wrong Absolutely. with that. So let me ask you. Let me ask you this on the fitness tip, real quick. So you, sure. you're a workout guy. Yes. Right. So are you? Are you? Uh, more cardio and strength, or you more strength and then cardio? What what is what works best for Nick? So that's funny you ask that. Um, historically, you know, growing up, I've always been the weight guy, right? Going in there, skipping the cardio, lifting heavy weights. I actually had a period of my life where I helped train bodybuilders, and I was a lot bigger back then. Uh, so right now, I am more of a stretch and cardio guy. Although I do continue to, you know, use weights. Um, getting to the age that I am now, it's, you know, there's no real reason to be the big guy in the room who wants to walk around big and bulky. You know, that's, that's, that's not where it's at. I mean, to be honest with you, man, you know, just as obesity can cause a a lot of issues, you know, having too much muscle on your body as well can also, you know, have some type of uh, comorbid effects on you as well too. So uh, it's always good to make sure that you're doing something that's truly, you know, pumping oxygen and pumping blood into that heart. Uh, so I would definitely say uh, cardio heavy. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, I do work out a lot, but I actually hate working out. I'm going to put that out there. I, I don't like it. I don't like it, but I know I need to look a certain type of way, especially with owning this meal company. So oh, you I've that done, right. Exactly. So yeah, you I can't, you can't have, come schlepping around here with your belly hanging over your belt. Can't, we can't We can't have that. 
I cannot. Another shameless plug. I have a personal trainer that comes to my house six days a week, 7.30 in the morning. And he can also do the same for you. His name is Kevin Patrick. Or we also have a Zoom call where we work out. We have several people from around the country who are on the 7.30 Zoom call. And oh. we work out for about a half an hour, um, uh, 7.30, Monday through Friday, and then 10 a.m. on Saturday. Wow. How about so, that? How about you know, that? it's just one of those things where, you know what, I know that, especially in this whole pandemic, am I really going to go to the gym? Even if the pandemic wasn't happening, am I really going to go to the gym? Am I going to force myself? Maybe not. So I've had to put things in place to make sure that I get this done. Just like we do in business, you have to do certain things right. in your personal life and, you know, have other people maybe take over, you know, just like how people have me take over for their meals. I need to have somebody take over for my fitness to make sure that I'm getting it done. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting, you know, before the pandemic hit, I was, I was really big in the kickboxing thing. So I was doing that three, four okay. days a week. Um, then I had a you know gym membership. I'd go over there if sure. I wanted to do some weights and it was sure. probably, I felt like some of the best shape I had ever really been in. Yes. And the pandemic comes and it's like, so first we waited it out, right? Like, right. you know, they said two weeks, right? We're going, we going back in two yes. weeks. And then two weeks was a month and, you know, and then yep. people out here were wild and I was like, well, I'm going, you know, so I'm just now in the process. Like I got some equipment that's on its way so I can get back to sure. more of that kickboxing regimen. Like I have a full, I have a full fledged gym that I sure. have done full fledged, not enough of. Um, I tried to watch more of what I eat. You know, so right. I figure if I can still fit in my clothes, I can't be that bad. But I know That's I need true. to move. I need my muscle. The golf season's coming back around, so I'm about to jump Absolutely. back into. So you mentioned stretching. It's just uh, more hyperbolic stretching. Like, what are you what are you doing from a stretching perspective? Uh, hey, you know what? So my trainer's name is Kevin Patrick, and that's a question that you have to ask him because he's the guy who stretches me out. You know, when it comes down to that piece, I'm not ashamed to say that. You know what? I honestly don't know, but he takes us he takes us through a routine. And uh, and he's amazing. He's, he's he's truly amazing. And then also, I know you said you have a full gym, which is awesome. Kudos to that. But even with Kevin, we use our body weight. So all you really need is a yoga mat, and he's going to get it done. Uh, if you need to, you, well, I know now it's a little chilly to go outside, but you know, if you, if you want to go into the garage, you don't want to have somebody in your house. Or once again, he can do it virtually for you too. So it's right. very easy, and there's no excuses. You know, let the weights be on the way. In the meantime, Jerry, we can still get to work and make sure that you're doing what you need to do. And if you're very interested, from me to you, brother, I'll make sure that, you know, we give you a couple free sessions just so you can test it out, see what you think about it. That's what's up. And by the way, I don't like to work out either. Let's just throw that out there. I'm just like you. All these people running around here, the gym is my drug. I got to find another way to get high. Workout is not my drug. (laughs) I do it because I know that I have to, right? Exactly. And I challenge myself. And I do feel a sense of accomplishment when it's done. But sure. I never want to. I never. I'm like, I can't wait to work out again. Exactly. I just know that I need. To. So anyway, before we go, how sure. how can people reach you? They can reach me at executive at executive cuisine to you uh, on Instagram, Facebook, executive cuisine to you. The website www.executivecuisine to you. And those are uh, several different ways how you can contact me. Appreciate it. All right. So again, Absolutely. man, I I truly appreciate it. This was as much fun as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Hey, it was a pleasure. Yeah, man. I love what you're doing. So folks, Thank please you so much. check out Nick. Check out Executive Cuisine to you. All right. And remember, the project it. on the table is your life. If you don't work on it, no one else will. Peace out. Thank you.